Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi there, this is Penny. Thanks for joining us today for the Flourish Podcast. I am very happy to have my very dear friend Vicki East with me today. She's a good friend of mine from Victory Family Church, someone I admire and love very much, and I wanted her to share her perspective with you. Um, Just watching her, I've observed such a pure heart and such a desire to influence and care for and look out for others. I'm sure her life hasn't gone 100%, maybe the way she planned or thought, and I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about that. But um, she brings so much to the table. She has multitudes of friends because of her attitude and her mindset toward people. So I'm going to let her tell a little bit about herself, and then just um, we'll go from there. Go ahead, Vic. Well, um... I was just about myself. I was raised in a Christian home, saved at an early age, maybe five years old. Um, Church has really been my life, Um, and I'm I'm single. (laughs) I'm single and have been single. I was had one serious relationship uh, in my late twenties, early thirties. But um, I have learned, like Paul said, in whatever. state I'm in to be content and if Paul could be content being imprisoned <laughs> I can be yeah. content yeah. Um, in in being single um, I desire I have a desire to be married but um, and this really I think apply, contentment applies to lots of areas of life not just being single it could be somebody that wants to have a child or wants to start a business or feels called to ministry and they find themselves in a season of waiting and I think with you know in singleness um, your life doesn't begin when you get married it continues it right. simply continues so we have to live our lives with purpose on purpose um, knowing that God has called us to more than just being married right. to more than being just a mom to more than just being in ministry that there are things that you know we can do every day of our lives um, in walking out God's plans and purposes for our life, looking every day for something. Today, God, what is it? Um, And then, you know, being content in that um, waiting period. Um, Well, let me just throw this in there. Like, okay, Vicki's a bit younger than me. Well, you're like six years younger than me at least. But, um, I mean, if you could meet her, she's absolutely gorgeous in every possible way. And... um, You're not going to ever hear her complaining about the fact that she's not married or anything like that. But she maintains this positive, like, I'm just going for it. You know, I'm just going to go and fulfill God's mandate and mission on my life. And like I said, you're not going to hear her whining or complaining or groaning or grumbling. She just has a unique perspective that I think is so valuable. And like... Have you always had that? Have you always just like maintained this positive mindset and this faith mindset? Yeah. Well, I think I'm certainly not perfect in yeah. it. Um, I think just as a person, I'm probably 
you know, a kind of contented person. I think that comes from a lot from my parents. Um, but it is something like Paul said that you learn <laughs> to, to do, you know, you yeah. learn to be content because there are times and I may not voice it a lot because I'm probably more of a private person. And, um, but there are times when I'll say, Lord, you know, is there, is there something I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing that, or that I should be doing or steps of obedience, things that I need to be doing to, to bring this to pass in my life and trying to really hear the Lord um, and, you know, step out of my comfort zone, take steps of faith. Um, so it is something that you learn to do to be content. Um, but it's not always easy. I just think, you know, yeah. I, and, the, and of course, the longer I've been single, the, you know, the maybe the easier it is. Um, but well, let me say this too. You're mm-hmm. more than quote content. Mm-hmm. You are a powerful, um, influential, um, go after it person who is always looking for opportunities to invest in and help other people. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're you go beyond. Oh, I'm just content. I'm just kind of getting by. Um, I'll do okay. No, you're 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 the opposite of that. So, I mean, I think that's important for people that are listening, no matter what their challenge may be, you know, just that mindset that I play for an audience of one and my heart is to live my life to please him and he, you know, seek ye first kingdom of God and these other things will be added to you. But my first objective is to touch the lives of others. And that's what you've done. Let me share with you um, my personal, some of my personal constitution. I heard a pastor years ago, um, he taught uh, this message about um, writing your own personal constitution. And so I, and I was actually teaching uh, like a small group at the time about, um, and it was called In the Meantime, and it's about this season of waiting. Mm -hmm. And so I took about six weeks and I really got before the Lord and said, God, what are the... What are the values? I mean, some of them are common to every believer. But specifically, what are the things that are important to you that should be important to me in my life specifically? And I came up with 12 things, and they were statements, sentences, 12 different values, and then I wrote out a paragraph about Mm -hmm. each value. And I keep it on my fridge. I've had it on my fridge for probably 15, 20 years maybe. Um, Things like, I will follow God's will for my life. I treat others with kindness, dignity, and respect. I'm a person of faith. I'm a worshiper. I honor my father and mother. I'm a faithful and loving wife. That's one that's, you know, that's a statement of faith. But that's, you know, I have a big long paragraph about that one and what that means. Um, But one of them, and there's 12 of them, but one of them is I'm dedicated to serving my church. And... Um, in it, I say, I take my place in the body of Christ. I recognize that I have God-given gifts and talents. God's designed the perfect job description for me within the body of Christ based on my unique abilities. My quest is to discover the hidden things within me and to use them for the edifying of the body of Christ. I honor, if honor be given to me for any talents I possess, I, I redirect it my Heavenly Father. I am dead to the praise of man. So one of my values is that I'm dedicated to serving in my church and and just you know being a follower of Christ you know and as as best as I can to my ability so I think um it's got to be intentional yeah. you know um and not just I mean you have to 
to look at every day of your life as what that looks like and what can I do today to serve and because it you know it's easy just to sit back and yeah do nothing well you've served in quite a few capacities like right now mm-hmm. what is your actual title for pastor john you are his I'm executive assistant executive and i work assistant. for him and michelle my his wife and and our one of our other executive pastors yeah so she's very has a very full job with that used to be the worship uh, what was it called worship leader worship director director yeah. and that when when i was when i lived in before i moved here i lived in north carolina and there was a um, you know, the time in my life when I was planning to be married and that didn't work out. And I remember getting on my face before the Lord and saying, what now? Because I thought my life was taking one direction mm-hmm. and I was, you know, everything was headed in that direction. Yeah. And I remember, you know, I was really broken and stuff, but I got before the Lord and I said, okay, what now? You know, where do I go? What do I do? And at the time I felt like God spoke to me. I mean, there's very few times when I've really said I really felt like I heard him speak words to me in my heart and that was to help create an atmosphere of worship Mm. and I don't didn't know what that meant you know at the time back then there weren't you know I never necessarily thought it meant I was going to be called to ministry and be involved in worship but I you know served in my church and the worship team in my home whatever you know whatever that meant okay create an atmosphere of worship and worship is more than music and singing right. i think it's just you know making your life a living sacrifice to the lord and and then years later you know when i was here i was involved as a volunteer on worship and then for 9 years i was in the you know worship staff um, doing that now i never would have thought that it would have happened and i look back at that when god spoke that word to me um, and you know, and saw that kind of come to pass. Mm-hmm. Never knew what it would look like. Didn't know it would ever be in full-time ministry. Um, but, you know, just when he spoke it to me, I was like, okay, I don't know what this looks like, Lord, yeah, but I'm going to, whether gonna it's in it. my home or whether it's serving my church or whatever that means, I'm going to, I'll focus on that. And Well, let me ask you this. The last podcast, I talked with my friend Karen, who has been in her church for over 25 years, whether the church split, whether it's some hard things, but had made a decision that she would only leave if, number one, she was had the blessing of her pastor, and number two, that God, she really felt in her heart that God was doing that, placing her in a different scenario. And you, too, have been at Victory Family Church for a long time. You've seen different things happen, changes, all that type of stuff, but you have a real commitment to um, local church and to be committed to, quote, a local church Mm -hmm. in order to really invest in the people there, invest in the ministry. And you are a people person. I mean, you're very much a lover of people. You're very much looking for people to touch and help and encourage. So how would you, I mean, that's a little bit of a struggle of mine, I feel like, lately, people leave the church so easily and uh, what would you encourage people in regard to that maybe they're frustrated with the pastor maybe they're um just not feeling completely like they're being used the way they want to be maybe they somebody else has gotten offended in the body and they're thinking whoa well maybe i should take on that offense what would you say to them you really have to guard your heart i mean i you know before i moved here there was you know a church that i was in that I could have very easily gotten offended and, you know, how I was treated by people. And, um, but I remember saying, Lord, you called, uh, you know, you called me here 
and until you call me, you know, if you call me somewhere else, I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave until I know you're leading me somewhere and I'm not going to let my heart get offended. And, and I was really, you know, I I mean, I really prayed about it. It would have been the easiest thing to do is just to, to leave and go somewhere else. But I really and I've always, you know, you stay planted. You get somewhere, you stay planted. Mm-hmm. No one's perfect. No church is perfect. No pastor's perfect. We're all imperfect people serving in church. The staff's not perfect. And, you know, you really just have to say, Lord, you know, because wherever you go, that's going to happen. And you're mm-hmm. just going to be hopping from church to church to church if you're constantly getting offended or just not being happy with, oh, I don't like the way they do this. It may may not necessarily be an offense. Right. You just get, you know, you just start... Um, nitpick, nitpicking and, you know, complaining about the way th- I think things should be done this way or that way or whatever. And we're human and we all probably have those thoughts that I wish they would do this better or mm-hmm. whatever. But I think you just really have to get planted in the house of the Lord and wherever that is and stay planted. And if the Lord leads you to go somewhere else and, you know, directs you to do that, that's one thing. But just to wander from right. place to place, like, okay, it's like picking a restaurant or what movie I'm going to do. What's, you know, what am I in the mood for today? Exactly. And sometimes I think people do that. They just get discontent with, you know, how they think think things should be. So I think you really need to pray for your pastor, uh, pray for your leadership, and, you know, not be moved by your emotions or your feelings or your opinions and really just get planted and serve wherever the, you know, and serving is so important. You know, in in our church, we have small groups as well. I mean, serving on a dream team, on a volunteer team, or uh, being in a a small group really helps you get connected to that local body. And I think sometimes that's when people leave a lot of times, it's because they're, they're not really connected to begin with. You know, they're just casually there just observing. And sometimes when you're first going to a church, you're checking it out and, you know, saying, is this a fit for me and my family? But at some point, you really need to get planted. And yeah. yeah. Well, I think kind of my last thing I wanted you to address is whether people that are listening, whether they're shy, whether they're intimidated, whether they feel like maybe they haven't fit in or they haven't gotten connected or whatever. Obviously, that's something you're very purposeful about. And again, you have reached out to so many people and invited them into your life in one way or another. Not that you spend large amounts of time with everyone, but you just invest in people. You you embrace them. And what would you encourage people that maybe haven't done that yet or maybe a little intimidated, shy, feel awkward? How would you encourage them to become truly connected by just putting themselves out there? And you, you just have to do it. I think, you know, I went to a church... Um, when I was in North Carolina, I was at a church for a year, um, and it was when I was going through a hard time, and I never got to know one single purpose. Mm. I came to church every week and left and never spoke to anyone, and, and actually, they didn't really, no one ever came to me, you know, because yeah. it was a large church, and um, um, and I and I wasn't upset about it. As a matter of fact, I felt like I just really need ministered to at that time, you know, but I had went there for a long time, mm. so... I you can't necessarily blame it on somebody else because you're not involved. Well, nobody ever reached out to me or whatever, and and we shouldn't. I think our church is is really good about yeah. meeting new people and trying to get people involved. But you just have to do it. You have yeah. to just say, you know, I want to be part of this body. I don't want to be a casual attender. Um, 
and you have to reach out whether it's joining a small group or you know being volunteering for something and and then you got to give it some time you know because sometimes the place the small group that you're in or the the area that you're serving in you may not feel as a fit for you so you may need to you know move around a bit until you really feel connected um so i would encourage people who've said well i've tried that and Mm -hmm. i just didn't you know Mm -hmm. i think you just have to you know, it takes some time, and there's nothing wrong with serving on a team and then yeah. saying, yeah, I think I'm going to go serve over here, until you find a fit for you. Um, the same thing with small groups, you know, you know, keep keep trying until you find mm-hmm. a fit. You know, sometimes you're in small groups, and we've talked about this, like we, we have a small group that is the same people, basically, yeah. and we meet on a continuum, and then there are other ones that you go to that's maybe you're going because of the topic you want to learn about faith or you want to learn about whatever. Um, but you just have to keep trying and yeah. don't, don't get discouraged and think, you know, I just, it's so hard to get to know anybody yeah. and, you know, you just have to do it. You have to take a step because I've been both places where I never reached out and never served and, and you can't wait on somebody. Hopefully, I mean, we always want, and, and on the flip side of that, I think we should be looking for people right. who are new who don't know anyone and trying to introduce ourselves and trying to get, you know, people connected um, because some people need that and they may never take that step. But, you know, I would really encourage people to just step out and do something, you know. Well, it's interesting. You know, I've been a pastor's wife for many, many years, very involved in every church I've ever been a part of. But we moved here to Victory Family Church, pretty good-sized church, several thousand people, and for the first two years, I knew a few people. I knew Pastor John and Michelle a little bit and some other people, but not a lot. <laughs> and here I am, a big proponent of small groups, but had never really joined one. And uh, finally, I found out which would be the best option, and I actually joined Vicky's small group. And that has made such a change for me. I really do feel like so much more a part of the body, and I have friends, and, you know, Vicky and I are great friends. The other folks in our small group were all wonderful friends, and it has changed the dynamic of my church membership a lot. And I did have to take a step. You know, if I would have just mm-hmm. sat there week after week mm-hmm. and said, boy, I, I feel mm-hmm. a little bit like I don't have a lot of friends, it would have probably just stayed mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. But I did make that step, and it's made a major difference. So just and, in closing, what do you want to leave everybody with? And you, and just to tag on that, you changed the dynamic of our group and everybody has something to give, you know? So when people think, you know, they're, they're adjoining something, um, to help them, but they have something to bring as well. And you don't know how your life is going to impact somebody else's because you have impacted my life. You've impacted everybody's life in my small group. And so you kind of have to look at it from that standpoint too, is that I have something to bring. Right. And I mean, I have a need, I need friends and stuff, but I have something to bring as well. Right, can, right. Um, yeah. And then repeat that question to me again. <laughs> Any asked. parting words from <laughs> wonderful Vicky? Uh, well, j- just, you know, when it comes to living your life on purpose, whether you're single, whether you're, like, the waiting to have a child, like I said, starting a business, going into ministry, whatever it is, um, learning to be content doesn't mean to just sit back on your laurels and Good. do nothing. Um and I, and I have to, even myself, you know, I have to say, Lord, what steps of obedience do I need to take that I'm, you know, yeah. that I'm not taking right now? I mean, you have to, you know, pray, spend time in the Word, 
so you can hear the Lord speak to your heart and then then yield it whatever he says to do do it Amen. and um, and I and it can you know and again I am not uh, I'm not perfect in in doing that sometimes and I have to stir myself up mm-hmm. but I would just encourage people to just really get before the Lord and you know take steps of obedience step Amen. of steps of faith and um, and in that season of waiting remember your your life is con- you know it doesn't start when you do the thing that you really right. feel like God's called you to do right. it's just continuing and and the more you prepare yourself and grow in the Lord and you're going to bring more into that area that you're waiting for that mm-hmm. you feel like God's called you to um, rather than just sitting back and doing nothing. And then, then you know, you don't have anything to bring a value to bring right. into that marriage right. or to bring right. into that business or that ministry or whatever um, that you just keep preparing yourself and allowing God to show you, you know, how to prepare yourself for what's next and um, just doing it so that you bring value into that relationship or whatever it is and not just sit back and wait and there because there are things that we may need to um we may need to do to to bring things to pass you know right one thing i always like to say is patience mixed with perseverance is powerful patience isn't a word or a fruit of the spirit that is meant like vicky said just to sit back in your laurels and do nothing and just so hope this all works out Maybe someday, hopefully, but there's a perseverance, there's a faith, there's a pressing in involved that makes that powerful. You remain content, but yet you're pressing in for the mandate, which you have done, of God on your life. What have you called me to? Who am I? Like the Lord telling me years ago, you're a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord. Okay, what does that look like, Lord? Mm-hmm. And we all have to pursue the mandate or the calling or the purpose of God in our life. And we do that with perseverance and with fortitude and with faith. And then we, we combine that with patience and we see ultimately God's heart come to pass in our lives, in the big things and in the little things. Mm-hmm. So, And two scriptures that, yeah. that I'll share. Um, Psalms 37, 4 and 5. Be delighted in the Lord, then he will give you all your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him to help you do it, and he will. That's the Living Bible. And then um, in Proverbs 16, 3, it says, Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us, and thank you, Vic, for being a part of this podcast. We'll have her come back again and talk about something else sometime. But I love y'all and glad you were with us today. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.